the college football experience transfer portal winners and losers episode on the sports gambling podcast network presented by win bet bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app. Of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience transfer portal winners and losers episode. My name is Colby Swing and Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. <laughs> we are home. I mean, it's still April. College football is still far away, but we talk it year round on the college football experience. So subscribe. Also, we're brand new to YouTube. Get over there and subscribe to the college football experience on YouTube because you can watch this show live as I do a solo, solo episode right here, a solo manifesto. Um, as we talk transfer portal, but we're going to be doing this every single day, really until the college football season kicks off, which is in late August. Uh, but as you well know, the transfer portal been absolutely crazy. So we got a lot to dive into on this episode, uh, but yeah, subscribe to the college football experience. We talk college football year round. Also remember to subscribe to the college basketball experience. The sa- It'll be the same channel on YouTube. You're going to get college football and college basketball on the same channel on YouTube, but it's separate podcast form. So subscribe to both subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. Cause we're here at SGP ed studios and hell, let me just, do I got some here? Let me just get some, some, uh, mm. I am playing that because you need to subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast because Hey, we give away a DFS lineup. We give away, uh, you know, I mean, we, we have a DFS episode weekly over there and we, you know, handicap every single USFL game and week one just happened and your boy picked Dundee just hit for a thousand dollars on a $5 entry. First place, first place DFS. That's why, that's why you subscribe to us, whether it's Sean stack in the money green, winning 200 K giving away a DFS uh, NFL lineup uh, or us 
giving away a thousand dollars. Essentially you could have hit for a thousand dollars. So subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast as well. But this is time for us to uh, really just jump inside the transfer portal as it's, I mean, I'm sure this episode will need an update probably tomorrow (laughs) Um, because the transfer portal has, has people. I mean, I saw Jimbo Fisher was outspoken about it uh, recently as he landed a $30 million recruiting class. And I guess he was somehow shocked that a bunch of players that were not part of that $30 million class that were the ones previously said, you know what? I'm going to transfer out. So Jimbo Fisher was left going. Well, I don't get, they bring the head cold, but they're, and we know Dabo Sweeney for the past five years, even when the transfer portal wasn't even as bad as it's been lately, he was like, well, I don't get, they bring the head cold, but they're, and uh, I guess Nick Saban's made it known that uh, the transfer portal, well, I don't get, they bring the head cold, but they're, and I'm sure there's a couple other uh, coaches that are doing the same thing. I feel like everyone, even us, we're sitting here doing. Well, I don't get. Shout out to Lou Holtz getting it done. Shout out to Skip Holtz. Shout out to the three college football coaches that went undefeated in the USFL, the most recent college football coaches. Uh, they're showing a thing or two to those NFL coaches. Um, but yes, the transfer portal has been just batshit crazy. And uh, I am trying to basically inform you on what is happening. Who has been the winners and losers thus far? Certain teams haven't finished their, they haven't played their spring game yet, but I would expect more transfers. I mean, daily we're getting, I think I read there was 450 transfers in the past week uh, in, in FBS football. There's probably going to be more. uh, No, there's not probably, there's definitely going to be more, but as more spring games are played. And then obviously as camps happen, um, so buckle up. We will have a revised version of this episode in the coming weeks, maybe, maybe two or three of those things. But as of right now, this is the way I feel as far as you go through the transfer portal and you take, take a look at uh, the chaos, uh, you know, some, and I think the, the real thing is some teams haven't adapted. Um, I think that's the number one thing to talk about here. I mentioned Dallas when yes, he brought Hunter Johnson back. That was, I think the lone get for him. Uh, Hunter Johnson, the former quarterback uh, played at Clemson a couple of years ago before he transferred to uh, Northwestern struggled at Northwestern, but now he's back. Obviously Clemson quarterback depth was an issue last year, but this year they obviously they got the five-star kid coming in as uh, and and ukulele back, but that was the lone one only because he's familiar with the program because he, he just is not a believer in it. And we'll see. I, I'm very curious to see if that will work in the long run because yes, there's a, a way of building culture, but I think you're also a dinosaur if you're not trying to, you know, update your team based on your weaknesses yearly, daily, weekly, um, monthly. So uh, that is one out the gate that I think we just got to talk about as as far as losers, um, the teams that refuse to. Now some of them are from for academic reasons. I know Stanford can't do any. That's the one that, that's the thing the the academic schools are really going to be really blasted by this. I think like the Vanderbilt's the Stanford's the Northwestern's I know Northwestern brought in Hunter Johnson and they got a Helensky from South Carolina, but uh, they don't, I think the, they are having the hardest time adapting to this current state of college football. 
probably Duke as well. Based on what I'm seeing here, I know they've gotten some transfers before, but it's still very thin um, because of the academics. And also I think the way that they, they, they process their, their paperwork essentially. Um, So those schools jump out from the start as the ones that are really, I think behind the eight ball, but Clemson, which is a, a national power is definitely behind the eight ball. And that's strictly based off the philosophy of their, their head coach. Um, Iowa Kirk Ferentz. I love you, but damn transfers are out or going out all the time. But I think they brought in one kid who was from the FCS. Um, but besides that, they, they don't really believe in the transfer portal. Uh, th- those are the ones to me because I was been successful for such a long time under Kirk Ferentz. And even before even back to the Hayden Fry days, they've been so successful. Will that, will the current 2022 college football catch up to teams like Iowa and Clemson that have this philosophy of Nope, we have our way. I know Matt Campbell's kind of like that at Iowa state. Also, they brought in a, a few, but he's kind of reluctant to, to, to invest unless you've been with the program. He'd rather, rather uh, coach you up. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think out the gate, uh, those things need to be addressed. First off is, is which teams are late if, or perhaps they're just not going to change in Clemson's case, um, or it seems like Iowa's case. Uh, we'll get to some others here of some real losers that I feel like in the transfer portal have gotten uh, really, really beat. Um, but out the gate, I mean, I think the biggest storyline this off season in college football has been Lincoln Riley and him going to USC. Um, I know Oklahoma fans are furious, which is, which is fucking hilarious. I think it's great for the sport. Uh, Cause hopefully they play at some point. Um, but, uh, and the fact he brought Caleb Williams and Mario Williams with him, and, and uh, what they brought a bunch, a slew of other recruits. Also, I believe their cornerback Latrell uh, McCutcheon also transferred to, uh, to USC from Oklahoma. USC, I mean, and, and uh, Lincoln Riley's made it known that they're going to be active, adding more players to this roster via the transfer portal because they had so many players. That's another thing is you're seeing that with the coaches, each coach that leaves normally you saw it right there. Three players from Oklahoma and a slew of recruits jumped over from Oklahoma to USC. And you kind of find that with every single transition with coaching, they'll normally bring, I know Leopold was hired late last year by Kansas. And then all of a sudden, I think you saw 10, 11, 12 transfers from Buffalo follow Leopold to Kansas. That seems to be one of the things you're going to get by making a new hire and perhaps why you would fire a coach to, to, to hire a new one. Um, if your team is bad, you can steal a ton of players that way, but also Lincoln Riley has been very active getting stud players aside from, from uh, you know, his Oklahoma talent that came with him West. Uh, Travis Dye from Oregon was, you know, phenomenal last year. He had a you know a big game, I believe it was against what Ohio State in Columbus in the Horseshoe. Uh, that get as well as a, a slew. I mean, he also brought in Austin Jones, a running back from Stanford. So they bring in a couple running backs there. They got the receiver, obviously Mario Williams, the five star from Oklahoma. But to me, Brendan Rice from Colorado, as a Colorado guy that that roots for the Buffaloes, that fucking hurt. I mean, that was like their best offensive player. I thought uh, Jerry Rice's son getting Brendan rice. Absolutely gigantic. He also went out and got a receiver from Washington Terrell Bynum. And that's another thing. The PAC 12 had a ton of 
transfers within conference. I feel like the SEC and Pac-12 more so than any conference had kind of uh you know everyone grabbing players from each other. So um but uh I mean Lincoln Riley went out, he went to Alabama, brought in Shane Lee, a linebacker, brought in Romello Romello Height from Auburn, another linebacker. Uh brought in uh, Colorado's perhaps their best guy in their secondary. I mean Colorado it, we'll talk more on them. We can go ahead and stamp them as as and I look, I love the buffs, but uh they got absolutely destroyed by the transfer portal. I feel like most of their best players, if you were to ask me a year ago about the Colorado Buffaloes and the best players they had, um Brendan Rice would be number 1. He's now at USC. Jarek Broussard, their running back, would probably be number two. He's now at Michigan State, back with reunited with Mel Tucker. That's a, that's the son of Steve Broussard, former uh, Washington State Cougar and Atlanta Falcons running back. Um, then, then I would probably say, ah, well, Dimitri Stanley, son of Walter Stanley, former uh, former Green Bay Packer wide receiver. Um, well, he's at Iowa State now with Matt Campbell, one of the few uh, transfers that Iowa State went out and got. Uh, then you'd say, okay, well, who else? Uh, Le- Levante Chenault, brother of uh, Lavishka Chenault. Well, he transfers to Alabama State. <laughs> uh, your top defensive player, Makai uh, Blackman, goes to USC. And I've already heard Lincoln Riley raving about him in practice, saying he's their, potentially their best defensive player. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, the, the Colorado defensive back that uh, ends up at Oregon, follows their secondary coach as he got hired away by the Ducks. Um, just, and I can go on and on and on their defense got plucked apart. Another guy at a TCU, uh, Ahmad Clayton, uh, they're, they're running another uh, young and promising running back, a, a decent recruit for the buffs transfers home to new Orleans, uh, play for Tulane. So, uh, Colorado absolutely destroyed They're They're one of the flat out losers. I think in this, I know they they've, they've kind of patched some things up late, uh, bringing in some recruits and we'll get to them, but, but USC getting uh Brendan rice, Mario Williams, Terrell Bynum also comes from Washington uh, and they, they're still going to be active getting players. Uh, Lincoln Riley's made that known. So uh, I would say USC, one of the clear winners in the transfer portal. Um, you got the Texas longhorns. I, I think they're, the jury's still out a little bit. Obviously Quinn Ewers comes in with this, this huge, uh, you know, he's like the Brian Bosworth of the fucking quarterback position. So he's a guy that, you know, will, he seems like a character. We, we kind of love him here at the college experience in SGPN because of his, his hair with that mullet looking like Bosworth in the eighties at quarterback. And, and to be honest, we kind of love the fact that he went to Ohio state for one year. So he leaves high school early, goes to Ohio state for one year, makes a, a shit ton of money and then goes back to the team. He originally signed with Texas. I mean, so he kind of uh, pl- just did a classic fuck you to Ohio state, which I find absolutely hilarious. Uh, will it pay off? Will he live up to the hype? I mean, we've seen so many five-star quarterbacks over the years and, and me and Patty C talk about that. Patty C's bigger into recruiting than I am. I think recruiting is important, obviously, but he thinks it's, I think he thinks it's higher, uh, uh, more important than, than even me. And I say, man, the, the quarterback position is a crapshoot. to me. You look at the five stars. It's like, I don't know. We could pull up here. Well, just to give you an example, let's pull up uh 2018 uh college football top trans or top uh, freshman. Um 
uh, it's to me a complete crapshoot, though, especially at the quarterback position. Obviously, you know, at the line play, it's completely different. Um, but uh, top, I think that's one of the big things, though, is the quarterback. So, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, I I was kind of doubting that higher. I thought Tom Herman was a better head coach record-wise and, and based on what we've seen. So, we'll see, but obviously Texas, uh, you know, everyone wants to reward them and say, "Well, you know what? They they killed it by bringing in Q, Q, Quinn Ewers." Sure. Sure. Um he's probably going to be really good. But okay, here's a perfect example. Let's let's go to uh position rankings here on 2018. Uh, let's uh, it gives you two different spots for the quarterback position, uh, over at 24 seven sports, but okay. Trevor Lawrence was the top one. There's he was the first, I mean, he's a Jackson. He's in the NFL, even though we don't know how good it would be in the NFL. Uh, sure. That's, that's a home run. Number two was JT Daniels. I don't think JT Daniels has completed a full season. Now you can say, okay, he's a solid quarterback, but I bet you, if you had to reclassify these based on performance, he wouldn't be a five-star number three is Tanner McKee at Stanford. I bet you, if you were to re-rank these, it wouldn't be a five-star, even though I think he's pretty good uh, for Matt Corral. He's going to be drafted, you know, this, uh, this next year or this and shit in two in 10 days or whatever. Uh, okay. That one worked out. Jaron Williams, Miami. Boom. There's one perfect example. Five. I mean, boom. Uh, uh, you can go, let's go to the, uh, I mean, you can go on and on on the top 10 quarterbacks and that one, that class, actually the five stars actually did pretty good. I would say, because actually the two five stars, they actually have ranked on 24 seven. No, they're different per whether rivals or 24 seven, but JT Daniels, I would say is not a five-star talent and anymore. I mean, I think he's, he's a good solid quarterback. West Virginia just got him. And West Virginia team that's been destroyed by the transfer portal. They're like Colorado to me. They they get an F. They get an F. I feel like every year uh, with West Virginia since Neil Brown's been there. But Lawrence and JT Daniels, the two five stars according to twenty four seven Sports for pro quarterback. Um, that is one where uh, I would say it's fifty percent right there. Uh, you go to the dual threat quarterbacks. Justin Fields is number one. Obviously, he's uh he's in the he's he's on the Chicago Bears. So I guess. Yeah. Okay. That would be correct. So only three, five stars in that class. If you go to 17, I think you'll even find it even more um, revealing to me of uh, yeah. So if you go to 17, it's, it's, I feel like pretty, let's see Davis mills. Number one. Now he's in the, he's in the NFL, the NFL, but he was, it didn't have a gigantic impact on college football. I think Hunter Johnson, five-star perfect example. Um, so my point is, is that they, they kind of, uh, I, I think the quarterback position, so I'm not going to go ahead and just say Quinn Ewers going there automatic a for, uh, for Texas. I need to see it. All right. This guy, especially now that he just sat on the bench. I mean, he's kind of living off a rep when he was 17 years old, 16 years old. Um, so to me, that would be one where Jury's still out. Now I, I'll say this: Sarkeesian getting J- Jaheel uh, Billingsley, the tight end from Alabama. That guy's a stud. I I I was really impressed with him throughout the the year last year with the uh, you know the Crimson Tide. 
Uh, also getting uh, Isaiah Nayer, uh, the wide receiver from Wyoming. I think he was solid at Wyoming. Will that transition well for the Big Twelve? Probably. Probably. You know. Uh, also brought in what a corner from Ohio State and Ryan Watts. But I, I would say Texas kind of they did all right. They also lost Casey Thompson. Will Quinn Ewers be better than Casey Thompson this year? That remains to be seen. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say middle of the road. I mean, I, I guess B. B minus. We'll see. Uh, South Carolina. I think this is one where you gotta, you gotta give it an A. You gotta give it an A. Now Shane Beamer, we'll see if he's a good coach. I think the jury is completely still out. I even go listen to our sec East wind totals episode. I was on the under uh, with South Carolina and wins, but uh, I still think you gotta, if you're a, if you're a Gamecock fan, you gotta be loving this. You go out and get Spencer Rattler, who was you know, at this point last year, everyone was saying, well, he could be the nation's best quarterback could win the Heisman trophy. That's, I mean, at South Carolina, it's not like this, this school is known for great quarterback play besides who, what Steve Tannehill back in the day. Um, So that's a home run get. And then uh, I think uh, Christian Beale Smith from wake forest, Christian Beale Smith from wake forest was was I thought a really good running back. We saw the effect um, the wake running backs have had in the transfer portal before we obviously with Michigan state last year, um, Bill Smith is, is, is a, is a really good get. He got Carol also from Georgia who I know barely got any burn. Um, they get Austin Stogner, the tight end from Oklahoma, which I, I think, I think is a, is a great get. Um, that's a guy that's, I think one of the top tight ends in the nation getting him gigantic. And he has a rapport already with Spencer Rattler. That's a great get. Uh, then they go out and get what Antoine Wells, the wide receiver for JMU. Now I know you're stepping up from the FCS to the FBS, but he was really good at JMU. They played for a national championship. Just uh, what I feel, I feel like what 14 months ago, whatever. Uh, Corey Rucker from Arkansas state, the wide receiver. I thought that was a good get. I mean, really, they, they really won the transfer portal getting Terrell Dawkins, a defensive lineman from NC state and also a central Michigan transfer at safety. Devani Reed. I think they did a great job. I think you got to give it an a, even if I think they're going to go six and six this year. So this team is just way more talented now than they were a year ago. There's no denying that the problem is, is I think the sec East is going to be better than it was last year. We shall see though. Um, if you're a Gamecock fan, I think you gotta love, you gotta love what's going on. Um, some other big, I, I think a lot of it's highlighted by quarterback play, the transfer portal on, on what quarterbacks went, where would probably be the biggest storyline familiarity with, with their system with, with Caleb Williams following Lincoln Riley, or, or obviously Spencer Rattler knew Shane Beamer when he was at Oklahoma. Um, and I think this next one's pretty substantial too. Even though Oklahoma got destroyed in the transfer portal from USC's, you know, basically getting robbed from a bunch of uh, of uh, players following Lincoln Riley, is getting Dylan Gabriel. Remember, he almost went to UCLA, but the problem was is that Dorian Thompson Robinson announced that he was coming back, so it kind of put Dylan Gabriel in a, in a spot. He didn't know what to do, so then he last second, Oklahoma goes out and hires Jeff Levy the offensive coordinator from Ole Miss, who was previously the offensive coordinator with Josh Heupel at UCF. So Gabriel and Levy, I think Gabriel even lobbied for UCF to hire Levy. 
So now they're in Oklahoma. Brent Venables is the coach. I thought that was a, a an absolute great get. Now the others, uh, they 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 were very active in the transfer portal. They brought in a slew, but not most of them not from the Power Five. More of the the group of five, but through the Power Five, they brought in a couple offensive linemen: Tyler Guyton from TCU, also McCade Metner from Cal. Probably butchering that pronunciation. Uh, as well as uh, you know, going out to to Louisville and getting Connie Walker, a, a cornerback, also Trey Morrison, a corner from North Carolina, and a tight end, and Daniel Parker from Missouri. Besides that, they went out to Wyoming to bring in players. They went out to Hawaii, uh, Appalachian State, and Tulane. Bringing in Jeffrey Johnson, a defensive lineman for Tulane, I think was a pretty nice get for them. Um, so I would say, I would say. They're kind of in the boat with Texas to me. I think. Do I think Dylan Gabriel and and Jeff Levy perfect fit in that offense will run? Yeah. So I would put them probably higher up than Texas, based on the familiarity and we know Dylan Gabriel can ball in in, in D one college football. We don't know that with Quinn Ewers, even though it's probably going to be true. Uh, so I would put Oklahoma like a B plus. Just a lot of the other positions. The, I mean, going out and getting all these players from the mid major levels. I'm sure they're fine players, but. Um, Will they be able to transition and play at a, at a power five level? We it remains to be seen. Um, a and M. I, I talked about Jimbo Fisher, and he was outspoken on the transfer portal. You know, I, I yeah, he lost a ton of players recently. It's after, I mean, in the past couple of weeks, he also lost what his backup quarterback, who was a starter last year for most of the year, Zach Calzada, to Auburn. Um, yes, that was what's great is the SEC kind of like traded quarterbacks. Calzada goes to Auburn, uh, where obviously Bo Nix goes to Oregon. But Max Johnson, who was the starting quarterback at LSU for some of the season last year, son of Brad Johnson, uh, he follows his brother who was recruited to go to Texas A&M this this past season. So he's now at A&M. A&M. I mean, who knows? It's going to be him or Haynes King. Either way, like whether it's Calzada or Mac Johnson, they didn't impress me a great deal. I think they're solid, but they they don't stand out to me as great quarterbacks at this point. Um, that's all really A and M added. You look at some of these other teams um, in the SEC. I, I thought LSU was a flat out winner. LSU, uh, you know, going out and and getting Jaden Daniels was, was absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. I, I, I know he's bringing back what miles Brennan's coming back, which obviously he'll be a backup to Jaden Daniels. If you've seen Jaden Dan- Daniels play, Brian Kelly hit a home run there, hit an absolute home run. That is, I think I'm going to give LSU an a, because not only do they do, do they do, do that, they bring in Jarek Bernard, the cornerback or one of the, the, the two really good cornerbacks from Oklahoma state getting Jarek Bernard was absolutely huge. Then they went out. I mean, did a great job, really. Um, Arkansas, they, they raided Arkansas, and Arkansas raided them back for a couple of players. Pretty hilarious what was going on there. But they got Greg Brooks Jr., a corner from Arkansas, and then a safety, uh, Joe Falcha or Fuka. Um, those guys, I think, will have immediate impacts to this team. Uh, the big one, Noah Kane, the running back from Penn State. LSU hit a home run. I mean, brought in uh, Makai Makai Wingo, a defensive lineman from Missouri. Colby Fields, a linebacker from South Carolina. Um, so I, I really feel like this team really got got better. 
even like Miles Frazier, the offensive tackle for Florida International, the airport. Um, getting him, I know everyone was everyone was trying to get him. A lot of a lot of big time programs were trying to get him. LSU won won the sweepstakes, probably dropped him a bag of cash. Um, but I thought LSU absolutely. So so far, I would say like USC, South Carolina, LSU really really won the transfer portal. Oklahoma, I think they did pretty good. Texas, decent. Um, meanwhile. You know, teams like Colorado that I mentioned, terrible. Um, Clemson, terrible. Uh, let's talk uh, well, Arkansas, by the way. Arkansas, Arkansas loses two players to LSU, and then they go out and get Dwight uh, McLaughlin from LSU, and then Landon Jackson, a defensive end, so a corner and a DN from from LSU. So everyone trading players. I thought Arkansas did a decent job. They brought in Cade Fortin for some quarterback depth from UCF. I'm sorry, USF and uh, Jaden Hazelwood, the the wide receiver from Oklahoma, who was was pretty damn good in Lincoln Riley's time there. Uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. I, I really feel like though that uh, that uh, they they were clear cut winners in this in this uh, portal. Or I would say Arkansas probably on the level of Texas, probably on the level of Texas there. Uh, next up we got, um, who would I say is a flat? I mean, how about this Washington state landing Cameron ward? If you don't know who Cameron ward is incarnate word had a deep run in the FCS playoffs, or I guess a round or two, uh, a year ago, Cameron ward was at incarnate word and he was really fucking good. He was really good. Um, now obviously wazoo loses Jaden Delora. Who's really good? So Jaden Delora transfers to Arizona to a Jed Fish and company in Arizona. I think we'll talk about them as actually. I'll, I'll lead into that in a second here. But uh, Cameron Ward, this guy won the Jerry Rice Award uh, just what two years ago. Was Southland Offensive Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year. He's only a sophomore right now because of the COVID thing. Uh, he, he threw for 4,600 yards, 47 touchdowns and 10 interceptions a year ago. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's a big time get for Washington state. Now, obviously I just alluded to this, uh, the Arizona wildcats, they went out and I thought not only did Jed fish land the, uh, their best recruiting class in some time, maybe ever, um, since we've charted these things since 2006, uh, I thought they were very active in the transfer portal. Now, some of these ones we don't know. Okay, how will this? Uh, how will you know these work out? But they went out and got Jacob Cowling, who's a wide receiver from UTEP. This guy, if you played DFS last year, I I think uh, this guy was a, a monster for us. If you listen to our DFS show, I feel like me NC Nick played him all the time. Um, getting though, getting Delora and him. Absolutely huge to me. Like, cause this offense lacked quarterback play, lacked explosive uh, playmakers a year ago. They go get uh, Delora, who I think is is really really good. Kind of underrated. I mean, I I, I put it like this: I made a hundred dollars betting uh, Guant when when Jared Guantano transferred to Washington State. I said, "Oh, dude, he's not going to play." And and Tennessee fans were like, "No way, dude!" In the Pac-12, you know, he's going to start. And I'm like, "No, 
No, man. Jaden Delora is better than Jared Guantanamo Bay. Um, and, and, and after I, I Delora was suspended, I think the first game for, for a DUI. So, uh, Guarantano uh, played, but after that it was all Jaden Delora. Um, th- but they were active in the transfer portal. They brought in a few guys from UCLA. I think a safety and a defensive tackle from UCLA. They went out and got uh, Jeremy Mercier, a, a linebacker from, uh, from Utah. And then Jacob Cowing, obviously the one that I mentioned thought that was a very good get. Uh, they got uh, Hunter Eccles, a, a defensive end from USC. I thought Arizona did a pretty damn good job. And considering it's Arizona where they really haven't had that, tr- that tradition yet. Um, I would give to me some the the best classes so far. I would put Arizona above Texas. We've seen Jaden Delora. We've seen Jacob Cowie. Um as far as the transfer portal rankings, I would I would say Arizona A. Jed Fish continues to surprise. Now we gotta see if this guy can coach. He's been an interim coach, what, at UCLA after Jim Mora, but I, I think the Wildcats kind of flying under the radar for what could be a dangerous team. I know Arizona state's in, in crazy turmoil right now with, with that program, obviously losing Jaden Daniels, losing a slew of other transfers uh, and, and the possibility that Herm Edwards might not be there shit in a month. Maybe who knows? I don't know how the hell that's going to, it just doesn't seem like a good time for Arizona state football with the exception of what getting uh Valaday, the, the running back from, from Wyoming. But I, I think uh, Arizona could Arizona's roster right now is better than Arizona States and 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 Colorado's I would say. So, will they be able to pull it upset maybe against the UCLA, USC or Utah? Probably not, but I I I kind of like what they did in the transfer portal and I think with the recruiting getting better, maybe Jed Fish is building something there in Tucson. Um Arizona State, uh, I'll key in on this too and I know I'm all over the place here. I just feel like if I'm talking about this team, I might as well. So Jaden Daniels leaves um, a slew of players leaves, but they, they go out and get Valaday, which if you haven't seen Xavier and Valaday play the running back from Wyoming, he's a stud. They go out and get a four, a former four star, Paul Tyson from Alabama. So Herm fill in the holes. So Tyson and Valaday, if Tyson is half good, maybe Maybe Arizona State will be better than what we're expecting, but they did get hit in the transfer portal. Some, you know, they had uh, Johnny Wilson, their star wide receiver. He ends up at Florida State with Mike Norvell. Uh, their their starting corner, Tommy Hill, ends up at uh, Nebraska. They lose an offensive lineman. They lose. I mean, they they lost a, a a decent amount of players in this portal, but they also stayed aggressive. Considering, I I think they might not even have be able to play in the postseason. I don't know what the NCA will, will deal them, but I would assume it's on the horizon. They actually did fairly decent considering considering. So I would give them like considering what we know they had or have coming. I would give them a B. Um, I do think this though. I do think that uh, I, I do think that this, this, I don't know. I feel like in the Pac-12, um, the, it's a lot of a lot of turnover at the quarterback position, a lot of turnover. So, uh, and I see uh, we're having some audio problems online here. So let me uh, on the live show. Let me make sure that we are okay. Yeah, no, we should be good. Let me know if you're having any audio problems out there. 
So, uh, but yeah, I mean the PAC 12 in the transfer portal, just been absolutely uh batshit crazy as far as, Hey, Caleb Williams, new quarterback, USC, uh, Arizona, new quarterback. It looks like Colorado might have a new quarterback. Cal brings a Jack Plummer from Purdue. Uh, Washington goes and gets Michael Penix from Indiana. He's reunited with Kalen DeBauer, his former OC of Indiana, who's now the head coach at Washington. Bo Nix goes to Oregon. Um, I mean the the Pac-12 has had a lot of quarterback turnover. That well, Cameron, uh, Cameron Ward to Washington State, where it'll be interesting to see the continuity and what they can build there. Um, guys, I'm gonna hit you with some more. I know we're just we're just spewing here. We're just talking teams and, and what we think that the, the winners and losers of the transfer portal have been. Um, but I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by win bet. Make sure to get down on win bets, uh, $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the win bet casino is offering a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with, with wins own build your own bet feature. There's so much more to choose from. And all you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W I N N bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older or and present in the state where you play through WinBet is available. If you or anyone, you know, has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. And I also want to tell you, we're brought to you by Coors light. It's a hectic time of year right now between weddings, graduations, spring sports, the USFL. We're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second and enjoy an ice cold Coors light because you deserve a beer that is made to chill. Uh, do you ever always feel like you're on? I mean, think about it, work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and really just an ex- expectation to be on 24 seven these days. Sometimes you need to take a moment to turn it off and hit reset. And that's when you reach for Coors light. It's literally made to chill. I mean, I, I'll be honest when I, when I need to take a second for myself, which happens when you're rattling off college football shit for two hours, like right after this uh, episode, I reach for the beer that's made to chill, get Coors light delivered straight to your door via dr- uh, drizzly or Instacart by going to coreslightcom slash SGP. That's coreslightcom slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly Coors brewing company, golden Colorado celebrate responsibly. People do it. All right. Yeah. I mean, here we are. We're talking transfer portal winners and losers. So, so far, I mean, I've been all over the place, just rattling off shit winners and losers. Um, here's one for you. So I would give a and M uh, a D, but you brought in a great recruiting class and all you really brought in was max Johnson. Um, going through mostly the sec teams right now, I think Kentucky's one where it actually might be pretty good. Didn't bring in a ton of players five that I'm seeing right now. Uh, wide receiver, Javon Baker from Alabama and, and the wide receiver from Virginia tech, Tavion Robinson, I think were great additions, adding him, getting will Levis back, who was a transfer of Penn state, you know, uh, last year he was, he transferred into to Lexington. 
that couldn't help the offense. They even got Deuce Hogan and Iowa quarterback. I know Iowa quarterbacks lawn chair university there as far as quarterbacks, but maybe giving you some depth at the quarterback spot key. Also went out and got Tashawn Manning, a defensive end from Auburn that I think will be an impact player, as well as uh, Darian Henry uh, Henry Young, another defensive lineman from Ohio State. So I, I do think they'll have. I thought they they did pretty well considering. Uh, I think Stoops will have this defense in Kentucky. He's building them into a winner. I mean, they they've been winning. I feel like what four or five four out of the past five years or something like that. So I thought they did a decent job. But I think the, so. Right now, if I had to go SEC, one would be LSU to me. Two would be South Carolina to me, and three would be none other than Ole Miss. And we got we got to just take a look at, at what Ole Miss uh, has been doing. Obviously, uh, you know they've been kind of drawing press. Kiffin has been, what did he tweet? Like a photo of like a prom party or something. Um, but getting Jackson Dart from USC, because Corral's gone. John Rice Plumley they lost, who I didn't even think they were using Plumley correctly. They had him at like a wide receiver. You, that's a low-key great get. UCF, watch out for John Rice Plumley. I think he's gonna fit in great in that offense. But uh Jackson Dart transfers in from USC, big time recruit. We'll see. Remember, they lose Jeff Lebby. Offensive continuity will be an issue, but it's Kiffin's specialty. So, with Jackson Dart coming in the mix, and then obviously the, with the running back position, they get Zach Evans from TCU, a former five star. Hadn't really lived up to it at TCU, but I mean, the guy's pretty good. And then uh, Ulysses Bentley. Yeah, Ulysses S. Grant. No, this guy's even more big time. Ulysses Bentley comes over from uh, SMU. Which I, I think was a was a pretty nice get for so running back depth they really added to. They went out they got Corey Coleman a defensive end from TCU who was like all all Big Twelve. That was a huge get. Uh, Malik Heath a wide receiver from Mississippi State. Now that guy, I, I look I've never met you Malik, but transferring from Mississippi State to Mississippi, I feel like I mean that is the most rotten shit. <laughs> That I've heard in a long time. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do something that everyone in the state of Mississippi probably, you know, where is this at? Where is this at? This this needs to be. This is this is what I think of it. Uh, coaching, all, we're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in the second half. Win. It sucked. It stunk. I mean, to transfer from Mississippi State to Ole Miss, that is sacred. Why you can go to any other school and I'd be okay with it, but you're going to Ole Miss evil, evil, unbelievable. I can't like that guy. Wish him the best. I guess I hope Mississippi state beats him. Obviously coach Leach, friend of the program, but what the hell? But anyway, they go out. They also land some other big time players. I thought, you know, getting Jordan Watkins, a wide receiver from Louisville. Um, they also got a tight end from Auburn and then uh, a tight end from USC and Michael Trigg. Um, they got a linebacker from central Michigan to play decent in the Mac Troy Brown. Maybe that will work out uh, in the sec. We'll see um, Jaden Ivy, a defensive end from Georgia tech. They, they did a great job. So I'm going to put them at, at three. 
one LSU, two South Carolina, three Ole Miss. That would be my transfer portal rankings in the SEC for probably Arkansas, maybe. If I had to guess, I mean, I don't think Tennessee did that much. Florida, I guess what they brought in a couple Louisiana transfers. They brought in a Georgia transfer, which once again, almost back to the Malik Heath thing, filthy, absolutely filthy. What's going on transfer anywhere. I don't even care about the portal. All right. Transfer away. Just don't go to your fucking rivals. What am I missing? Um, it's easy to see a tide turn. Let's talk a little ACC. Obviously Clemson, they get an F. Transfer portal there. <laughs> Florida State. I know a lot of people liked what they did. They went out and got Micah Pittman from Oregon and uh the Johnny Wilson from Arizona State. So the receiver position did get better. And trust me, they needed to get better. Um they get Trey Bre- Trey Benson, a running back from Oregon. They also got a, another wide out, Winston Wright from West Virginia. Greedy Vance, a corner from Louisville. So I mean, I actually think they did a decent job. I still don't think they lit the world on fire, but getting those receivers, I do think if they can get them the ball, pretty nice gets for uh, the Seminoles there in a big year, a big year there for my, for Mike Norvell. Um, who else in the ACC stood out to me as I scroll Miami. I think Miami did it. Actually Miami probably did better than Florida state. Miami bringing Frank Ladson from Clemson as a wide receiver, I thought was big. And then obviously Jonathan Dennis, the four star for Oregon recruit. Um, they brought in a couple Oregon offensive linemen that I think will will help out right away. Uh, went out and, and got uh, Daryl Porter from West Virginia, a defensive back there that that is was really good. That's a great job. Henry Paris, the running back from Ole Miss. Uh, Lichtenstein, Jake Lichtenstein, the defensive lineman from USC, as well as uh, a UCLA transfer in, in Mitchell Agude. I thought they did a great job. I think, you know, look, I've said that, you know, that I'm not fully on board with Mario Cristobal. I still wonder about him as a head coach, but he's good at recruiting and he's good at the transfer portal. So I think that's one of the better classes in the ACC. Um, Virginia tech is one where they, they didn't do a lot in the transfer portal, but I thought they won it still with getting grant Wells, a transfer from Marshall, who I think is probably much better than what people realize. And they also added some depth because they brought in Jason Brown. Now Braxton Burmeister, their starter last year, he, he's now at uh, San Diego State. But Jason Brown uh, to South Carolina, I think, was uh, to give him some depth. But I think Wells will be the starter there. They also went out and got uh, a receiver from Carolina or from UNC uh, in in conference. Um, and then they they got a, a a guy from Temple and a guy and a defensive lineman uh, from Nebraska who I think might be an impact player on that defense. So I thought they did a pretty good job. Virginia's one where they lost a ton. Obviously the coaching change, Bronco Mendenhall out, Tony Elliott in, and they went obscure <laughs> getting some transfers from Columbia and from Georgetown Hoya football. Oh, what do you know about Hoya football? Me and Patty C have a TV. You know, we, we, we grew up in the area. I was born in DC. Um, we throw some Georgetown football up on the, uh, on God's eye at the SGPN studios from time to time. Occasionally some people that come over for a beer, they question what the fuck are we watching? But Hey, let's see Georgetown football get better. Wouldn't that be great for the city? Look, Patrick Ewing's failing at basketball. Put all your energy with the football program. Let's bring this thing up to FBS. 
You got the fucking the Redskins aren't even the Redskins anymore. It's either I mean the the Washington Federals need to come back. That's what needs to happen too. But uh, let's talk uh, ACC still. I mean, Boston College didn't do much in the portal. I mean, that's what's crazy. ACC didn't really. <laughs> the SEC had a ton of movement. I don't think I mean, other than Vanderbilt. I think and and maybe Georgia. I think Georgia didn't bring in anybody. Maybe one guy. I think. Uh, but they won the national championship and, and they've been recruiting at such a high level. I get it. A and M. Okay. They didn't, they, but they're recruiting at a really high level. Fucking ACC had some teams besides Clemson, wake forest, Duke. They didn't do much in the, if anything, they got raided more than they brought in anybody. Once gets me back to my point with like Stanford, the academic schools, NC state brought in one transfer. A wide receiver, Daryl Jones from Maryland. Uh, Boston College only brought in three. Now I do think they were decent. They got a receiver from Maryland again. Maryland, by the way, let's add Maryland to the list of failed in the in the transfer portal here. They got killed much like Colorado. Uh so Boston College brings in Dino Tomlin from Maryland. They also bring in a, a tight end, George Takis from Notre Dame. And a defensive end from Arizona in and 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 uh Regan Terry. Uh I thought the the players seemed to be somewhat decent that they added, but it's still just a such a small sample size. When you compare some of these rosters and some of these transfers that you know, Arkansas at LSU went out and got f- like 15 players. Arkansas added some players, you know, I don't know, seven, eight, something like that. Uh some of these sc- ACC schools, I mean, North Carolina only added three players. A linebacker from Virginia, an offensive lineman from Miami, and and uh, an Ivy League offensive tackle, Spencer Rowland from Harvard. Um, Louisville. Okay, so if I had to do ACC, I think the winner is Miami. Florida State probably number two. I think Louisville is in the mix though. I think Louisville. They went out and and got. They were pretty pretty active. Now they brought in some small, but getting Tyon Evans from Tennessee was nice. D Wiggins, a wideout from Miami. He also got Mahomed Sonogo from uh, Ole Miss, a linebacker that I think will help. They went out and they were heavy in the f- defensive backfield. I mean, they Jaden Jaden Williams from USC, uh, Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Florida State, uh, Jalen Alexander from Duke. I mean, they went heavy on the defensive backfield. You can tell that was a weakness a year ago. Um, I would say that that they're top three, but I thought overall as a conference, I mean, Georgia tech's another one where they were active, but they also got raided. Jameer Gibbs is gone. He's at Bama. Um, they lost a, f- a few uh, key players. Jordan Yates is now at Sam Houston state, but they added, they added some nice players. I mean, Hassan hall, I think has, has big plays. He's a, he's, he's, he's a electric player uh, from Louisville. They got it. An offensive tackle Pierce quick from Alabama, Zach Gibson quarterback from Akron. That will give them some depth. I guess I expect Jeff Sims to start there still. Um, but overall I would say there, there were probably fourth or fifth. I think Miami wins the ACC championship for the portal. Um, let's talk a little, let's go, let's hop on over. Actually, let's go AAC. I thought John rice plumbing to uh, UCF. Absolutely huge, and then they go out and get Lee Hunter, a defensive lineman from Auburn. They got Kobe Hudson, a receiver from Auburn. Mix that in with John Rice Plumley. They also got Terrence Lewis, a linebacker from Maryland, um, an offensive lineman from Virginia. They got a uh, tight end from Florida and, and Kenmore Gamble. I think they won it. 
I think in the A the AAC, them and SMU won it. Rhett Lashley, the new head coach at uh, SMU, I thought he did a great job bringing in some key players. Um, but those two stand out to me as the, as the two programs. Uh, maybe you throw South Florida in there. South Florida, I feel like they do it every year. So who knows how it will transition? But uh, I thought South Florida did a great job, and it's a big year for Jeff Scott there in Tampa. But yeah, I think John Rice Plumley is going to be really good this next year. I mean, assuming he gets the starting spot, I know they had a couple of the guys play this past year, but um, watch out for John rice Plumley in that offense. I think that could really, really fly. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, hopefully if you're listening on YouTube, hopefully, hopefully you got audio. If not listen to the podcast, I'm seeing some, some things that audio faded out on YouTube. My apologies if so, but uh, anyway, uh, before I get out of here, we got we got to talk about the other conferences. Right? We got let's talk Big Ten. Who won the transfer portal in the Big Ten? Hmm. I mean, Ohio State didn't bring in much, but at the same time, they don't need much. It's almost like Georgia or something. Uh, I think Jim Knowles is the big thing with Ohio State bringing in a, a defensive coordinator that I think will, will make their defense better because that was the problem. And they brought in two good defense. They only brought in two 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 players. Uh, the cornerback Tanner McAllister from Oklahoma State, who's a stud, and then uh, linebacker Demonte uh, Trainum from uh, Arizona State. I think that's good enough. That's all you need. Can you help your defense some? Because obviously that was a weakness. With your hiring, it certainly helped. And then I think bringing in those two players, the talents there, they won. They they did a good job. Um, Michigan State always is active in the transfer portal. Um, Nebraska was active in the transfer portal. They also got rated as well. Um, but uh, let's 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 go to Nebraska first. Casey Thompson, Ch- Chuba Purdy come in. Thompson from Texas, Purdy from Florida State. I think those were nice gets. Give you some depth. Mark Whipple, the new OC. So I think it's going to be a brand new offense. It'll be interesting to see how Whipple does in Lincoln in year one. But then they go out and get DeAndre Jackson, a running back from Texas A&M. Perhaps one that Fisher's complaining that is gone. Uh, they also add Trey Palmer, a wide receiver from LSU, and uh, Isaiah G- Garcia Castaneda, another wide receiver from New Mexico State. Those are the big gets for them. I mean, maybe to- I mean Tommy Hill, also the corner from uh, from Arizona State. Um, Nebraska's defense was pretty good last year. Actually, Nebraska, it, it's crazy. They're the best worst team in the country last year. They lost so many close games. A lot of them from Adrian Martinez turnovers. Now Martinez was a, as a decent quarterback, but he made a lot of turnovers with the game on the line and it cost them a lot. So I think Nebraska actually did a pretty good job considering that I know they lost a ton of players too, but still I'm going to go ahead and say they got, I'm going to give that an a considering they got Whipple. Um, let's talk. Uh, who was I? Who was I about to mention big 10? Um, well, Wisconsin is one. No, no, Michigan state. I was going to bring up Michigan state. They went out and got Jalen Berger. Well, speaking of Wisconsin, uh, a, fi- a former five-star didn't work out in Wisconsin. He's from, I believe from New Jersey. They land him and Jarek Broussard. That backfield's going to be good. But they won a lot of close games too. They won a lot of games that they didn't even win the yardage advantage. It's going to be interesting to watch them. They also went out and got Daniel Barker, a former four star from Illinois. 
transferring within the conference. Brutal. Uh, also an offensive lineman, Brian green from Washington state. This guy was kind of sought after because he was pretty good offensive lineman uh, in Pullman there. They also got Chris Bogle, a, a defensive end from Florida. Also uh, Aaron Brule, a linebacker from Mississippi state and a corner, a mere speed from Georgia. So I, I think they did pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and give them an a them in Ohio state right now. A's I mentioned Wisconsin, Wisconsin, obviously they lose burger, um, but they went out and got a couple guys from UCLA, Jay Shaw, a corner, uh, Keontae is Lewis, a wide out. And then Cedric Dort, a corner from uh, Kentucky. I think they did all right. C C Penn state. Sure. They lost though at Noah Kane to LSU, but they landed Demorian Robinson, uh, f- former five-star from Maryland, getting him huge. They didn't do much besides that. They added a receiver in Mitchell Tinsley from Western Kentucky. You might remember the name when Bailey Zappi was throwing for yards all over the field. Um, those two, I think will be key additions. They also added an uh, Ivy league offensive lineman. Maybe that will work out. Maybe not. Um, but I think the clear winners in the, uh, in the, the big 10 Ohio state, Michigan state. Um, there was a few other school uh, Maryland. I would say, no, they, they failed to me. Purdue. They lose Jack Plummer, but they have Aiden O'Connell coming back at quarterback. I I kind of like them going out and getting Tyrone Tracy, a wide receiver from Iowa. They also brought in Reese Taylor, a corner from Indiana, and also a corner from K State and, and T Denson, and also a wide receiver from Auburn, Elijah Canyon. I think Purdue probably did pretty decent, but I think the the leaders there uh, would be would be uh, Michigan State one, Ohio State two, Nebraska three. Minnesota's win. They lost a bunch. They also gained a bunch. Obviously Northwestern got hit by the portal more than it helped them. Um, Michigan. I doesn't seem like they did that much. Um, so I think those are the, are the real winners. The big 12, I touched on this. I think Oklahoma outdid Texas. Um, I thought Texas tech did all right. They went out and got some guys, but who knows? I mean, Jacob Rodriguez, a quarterback from Virginia, uh, Oklahoma state, you know, Gundy, that's another one. Doesn't really believe in the portal. I didn't do that much. I went out and grabbed a couple offensive linemen from Vandy and USC and Sam Houston state. But besides that, they didn't do it pretty much anything. Uh, K state. I think Adrian Martinez just alone at K state. And they brought in Sean Robinson, a former TCU quarterback who was, I think he was transferred to Missouri. Then they moved him to defensive back. And now who knows at K state, I think he could probably be a quarterback there. Um, I thought K state won the transfer portal. I thought Kansas won the transfer portal mainly because at running back, they added Kai Thomas from Minnesota and Savion Morrison from Nebraska. Those two are great gets. They also added Eric Gilliard, a linebacker from UCF and uh, Kalen Gervin, a corner from Michigan state, as well as Craig young, a safety from Ohio state, Kansas wins the portal. Kansas wins the portal. Uh, Oklahoma wins the portal K state. I would even say Texas won the portal. Those I, I think are, are your big winners in the big 12 in the pac 12. I mentioned Colorado got raided. I mean, they lost a ton, but they added some lately. Lately, they've been trying to catch up. They had running back Raymond Jefferson from Sam Houston state, who I think is a very good player. Uh, Tommy Brown, an offensive tackle from Alabama. RJ Sneed, you might know him if you watched Baylor. He's their one of their top wideouts, if not their top. 
Uh, that was a great get for the Buffaloes because their receiver position got just destroyed this past year. Also added Maddox Cop, a quarterback from Houston, and then a couple FCS players uh, and also a lineman from from Arizona. But they they still failed to me. I mean, the, yes, it was like a heavy, it was like a hard F before. Now I feel like it's a D minus F plus if there was ever such a thing. Um, Pac 12, I would say what? Cal didn't bring in many. Wilcox kind of believes that he brought in Jack Plummer and, and Xavier Carlton, a defensive end from uh, Utah. I think both those guys will be key gets, but they kind of just do it within. Washington brought in Michael Penix. Also, uh, Wayne Talapalapalapal. I never know how to pronounce that last name. The running back from UVA, and also a linebacker, Cam Bright from uh, from Pitt, and they got a receiver from Arizona State. One of those receivers I was referring to with Arizona State losing some Lanyada Alexander, and also William Nixon from Nebraska comes in. I thought they did a pretty good job. I would give it a B. Obviously, USC won the transfer portal, probably in the whole country, definitely in the Pac-12. I think if I had to go number two. It would probably be the Arizona Wildcats, but I do think Washington is right there. Oregon got some guys. Christian Gonzalez, I mentioned, a safety from Colorado, Bo Nix. I guess it matters how much you believe in Bo Nix. I'm I'm not one that's you know all about that one. So I'm gonna say Arizona U, USC one, Arizona two for winning the transfer portal. Um so yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh Mid majors, I mentioned the AAC, UCF. I thought did a great job. SMU did a great job. I thought uh, Fresno State and Colorado State won it. Um, I thought Liberty did a great job in the transfer portal. UTSA did a fairly decent job. So we'll talk more on those in the coming weeks, folks. So I don't know. I just wanted to hit you with who I thought did great and who I thought did not. And I I rambled a lot. I feel like. But I just say, hey, we're going to talk college football. We're going to be doing this five days a week. College football experience. Subscribe. Tell a friend, folks. Just won $1,000 for you on the USFL. All right. Subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. Subscribe to the college basketball experience, coaching carousel, and the transfer portal. Batshit crazy over there, too. We will have a transfer portal episode talking college hoops there. But yeah, right now, and this, this, by the way, all these are subject to change, by the way. <laughs> it's the transfer portal. Shit. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, wasn't Joe Burrow a late transfer? I thought that was really, I think he was a really late transfer. You see it all the time now in the sport. It's changing. Uh, but I would say uh, based on what we have right now, I just gave you a decent analysis of the teams that, uh, that really won the portal. In my opinion, I'm trying to think if I forgot any, any teams that I thought really stood out. I don't, I don't think I did, but uh, um. I would say, yeah, I think I touched on all the ones I thought really won the transfer portal. So hope you dug the episode and uh, yeah, excited to talk college football year round with you guys. Can't wait. I, I mean, I've been doing it for years anyway, but I'm talking five days a week, the college football experience. Uh, so, uh, we're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Once again, we're on YouTube, subscribe to the college football experience channel. Uh, get that SGPN app. It's free in the app store and Google play store. Um, you'll get access to all of our picks and podcasts. Me, NC, Nick, Patty. See, we've handicapped every single college football game. FBS, all 130 teams for the past five years. Never had a losing season. Give you all that for free. Why not get the app? I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. 
Uh, guys, it's been a blast. I hope I didn't bore you with just rattling off shit left and right. Hopefully you learned something. If not, I don't know. Next episode, we got Nick and Patty C with me. We're talking week two college football. All right. So uh, let's ride off into the sunset on that note. Uh, like I said, subscribe to all those platforms and uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning into the college football experience. This is the college football experience transfer portal winners and losers. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. You come from a land down under. A women go under.